an entitled Karen tries to take my home, but ends up getting busted instead. About a year ago, my mother was going through difficult financial issues, so she decided to rent out one of the rooms of the house. She eventually rents the room out to a lady, who we'll call Karen, with her two kids. For the first few days, everything is fine, until I notice that items from around the house were going missing. First, it was just some books or some coasters, but it slowly grew to us missing entire dish sets. My mom thought that the roommate was stealing from us, and so we set up a camera in the living room, which could watch the main part of the house. On camera, we caught her stealing a pair of wine glasses that belonged to my great-grandmother, along with a new set of pants. She was also sneaking food from our fridge into her room and leaving her dirty dishes for us to clean. My mom was furious, but she didn't want to lose the rent that she gave, so my mom just let it go and let her stay. One week later, and it's rent day, and this lady doesn't have the rent, saying that she spent it all on a casino. My mom, being the nice person she is, forgives the Karen and forgives her of the month's rent. Fast forward a month and the same thing happened again, only this time we had found out she was selling her welfare cards and spending the money she earned from it at the casino and on cigarettes. My mom was ready to explode at this point and gave her a two-week notice to move out. The Karen didn't like that and she constantly berated me and my mom, saying stuff like, Why are you so mean and rude to people for doing this to me? Where would I go with two kids? We didn't care because at this point she had stolen from us, squatted in our home, and broke the door in a fit of anger at her kids. So eventually the two weeks go up and she's still here. So we give her another notice for three days and saying if she doesn't leave, we'll find her $500 rent with an additional $200 in damages to our home. Karen, noticing this, calls the police and tells them that we have broken into her house and are threatening her. The police officer, whose kids I was friends with, completely shuts her down, knowing that me and my family have lived here for as long as he can remember. The officer tells her that if we have told her to leave and she doesn't, that we can then press charges and have her removed from the property in cuffs. It's at this point she starts to pipe down and swear that she'll leave in three days. But the very next day, she's back to harassing us. My brothers and I finally snap and begin to throw her stuff out the window by her car with a note of eviction. She yelled at us and almost hit my younger brother, but was stopped by my father, who had just pulled in after being at work across seas for the past few months. Perfect timing, if you ask me. She argues with him, claiming that we've been abusing her and her kids. And my dad, he being the smart person that he is, listened to what she had to say and then watched the camera footage we took of her stealing from us. After much arguing, she eventually left flipping us off in the car as she drove away, pretending to cry the entire time. We later found out she had made a post about us on Facebook about how we had wrongfully removed her from our home without any kind of notice and that we had stolen stuff from her. Needless to say, when she finally left, we were all really relieved and a little bit angry that we had to pay for damages ourselves after she refused to. What an absolute mess. This is a classic case of, oh, we didn't do our background checked and we just let anybody in because we were desperate for money. Boy, was that not worth it. Imagine having someone like that under your house that you could not get rid of. No matter what you did, they still stuck around like a tick and just siphoned away at your life. What a horrible situation to be in. I cannot imagine having to deal with that woman. The fact that she was squatting in the house and then she was 
was breaking and stealing stuff. I mean, these people were way too nice. They let her get away with so much stuff. It's unbelievable. Overall, though, I'm glad they got this Karen out of their house, and I'm glad that they can finally go back to normalcy. Am I the jerk for turning down a girl I went on a date with because I thought she was a part of a cult? So about a month ago, I went on a date with a girl who I met online. We had been texting for a couple of weeks, and the vibe was great, so we decided to go for dinner and a movie. We met at a restaurant, and we instantly hit it off. Everything was going great until she mentioned she was part of something called a cult farm. I had no idea what that was, so I just assumed it was some weird religious group. I'm not religious, and I don't have a problem with religious people, but I tend to avoid people in cults because of varying beliefs. So we finished dinner and went to the movies and had a nice time. The next day, we were texting, and I politely told her I didn't feel a romantic connection. So we said our goodbyes, and that was that. That is until this morning, when I randomly remembered what she said about the cult farm and decided to look it up to learn what it even was. So it turns out I'm an idiot because I realized she had been saying cult spelled C-O-L-T instead of C-U-L-T. She was referencing the horses, not some weird spiritual organization. So now I'm currently laughing at it and kicking myself for turning down a lovely person who I had an incredible time with. I tried to find her on social media and explain my mistake, but I can't find her anywhere. So at the end of the day, it's just my own mistake that I'm going to have to live with. So what do you think? Am I the jerk? I mean, in all honesty, I think, yeah, you kind of are a jerk. You jump to a conclusion that just wasn't even close to true. But that's not to say that I don't completely understand where you're coming from. Like, it really legitimately probably could have been some weird situation where it's like, hey, come join my cult farm. And you don't know what that is. And maybe you come along with it. And maybe it is exactly what you think it's going to be. But I'm sure if you went along and you found a bunch of horses and you're like, oh, a cult farm. It probably would have absolved any fear or doubts that you might have had. Overall, though, next time, maybe look a little bit further into what someone's talking about instead of jumping to some conclusion that they're going to try and make you drink some Kool-Aid. My mom thinks she's entitled to my new vehicle simply because hers is old. So I finally got a steady career after years of really terrible seasonal jobs and labor jobs that paid for the gas and got me to my job and then back home. And that's about it. First thing I wanted was a new pickup truck since I travel to work three-fourths of the year and pay a lump sum in rent when I'm home. Essentially $3,000 for two to three months, which is average rent. I spent five years carless because my sister wrecked my vehicle, but she got a new car while I suffered. I had to ride buses and walk to get where I needed to go. I hated it, but also it gave me time to think about how new of a vehicle I wanted. I never owned a new vehicle, so I decided that that was my plan and I was going to go and get something that I enjoyed. My mom, on the other hand, has never treated her cars nicely. She always runs low on oil, she never has a tank of gas, and she's always been a huge distrust when it comes to cars. My mom heard I was truck shopping, so she conspired with my cousin to find one for me. So my mom sent me a link to an overpriced, high-mileage, gas-guzzling truck that I absolutely did not want. I wanted something refined and new, not something old and gross. I told her that I don't need help shopping. She got angry and sent me more and more, and I noticed a theme. Many were trucks she looked at before but couldn't afford. She, on the other hand, only bought one vehicle in her life. Anything else she's ever gotten was from grandpa basically including her current vehicle. So she sent me more lifted, overpriced garbage, and I spoke my opinion. I said to her, do I look like Guy Fieri with daddy issues? I am a Florida Georgia Line fan. Stop sending me this garbage. She then got mad and said, I'm just helping. I told her I don't need help, and I know what I want. She got mad even more and said, you don't know anything about pickups, especially diesels. Also, as a side note, I work on diesel engines on a daily basis for work, but somehow I don't know anything 
anything about diesel trucks? Yeah, okay. So after a back and forth of telling her no, she then started sending me ads for stickers. And these were stickers to things that she liked and that she basically wanted me to get for her. I told her no again and she got mad asking why I didn't want them. I informed her stickers are a thief magnet and additionally I hate them. She got mad and basically threw a temper tantrum. I then overheard her talking to my cousin about how they planned to sell my grandfather's car and keep mine. I don't trust either of them, so I bought a self-storage unit for my car instead. She asked for a copy of the key since I will be gone soon, and I laughed and said, Haha, you are not getting that key. She got mad and said, It'll sit there for half a year, and that's bad for the car. I told her it's not going to happen, and I left it in storage. My cousin and my mother completely lost their minds, but at the end of the day, I knew what I wanted, and it was not to have them anywhere near my car. If they want a new car so bad, they can save up and get one for themselves. It sounds like the mom in this situation was super jealous that their son had a new car lined up and they just simply wanted to butt in and get their own. I mean, they're trying to send them all these links to these cars that they want that the son very clearly doesn't want, which is such a telling sign that they are clearly envious of what's going on. Good on him, though, for getting a storage unit to try and protect his new car. And I don't blame him for banning them from ever getting near it because, you know, for a fact that they would have destroyed it. My wife says really hateful things about me to her friends behind my back, and I don't know what to do about it. A little backstory to begin with. About a year ago, we moved into a new city for a new job opportunity for me that puts us in a good position financially and as a family. This job is more stressful and demanding than my previous job, but I really enjoy what I do and have a lot of opportunities to learn and grow in my new position, much more than I did before. My wife works from home and has a lot of flexibility for her job, and we have two kids that are either in school or in daycare. We split the chores between us and the childcare as much as possible. However, I I noticed that after we moved out, our fights haven't necessarily gotten more frequent, but they have increased in intensity, and we've had two big fights since we moved out. I also noticed that she started venting to her sister and friends more than usual after these fights, and some of the things I overheard her say seemed really hateful, and more than just venting. Like it was stuff that was so bad that if I heard someone else saying these things about their significant other, I would heavily question whether they really still wanted to be with that person, and asking if they really are so unhappy and hate their partner that much. We have always been able to work through our issues and find compromises through techniques we went through in therapy, or so I thought. Once things seem to work out, she acts like everything is normal and all is fine, but I end up keep hearing her vent about the same things again and again. When I bring it up, she reiterates that everything is fine and gets upset if I push further. Some of the things I hear really hurt, and the fact that she's saying these things to her sister and friends now makes me feel very awkward every time I'm around them to the point I don't want to be around them anymore because I don't truly know what they know or feel. I'm a private person so this really does bother me that she shares so much and paints me in such a negative light with almost every conversation she has with them about me. I'm at a loss on where to go from here and how to handle this situation. I'm currently looking into individual therapy in our new city and I know it will help but really where do I go from here? I love her so much and she and our kids are my world and I feel like she is almost living a double life with what she's saying to her friends 
and how she acts with me. What do I do? It sounds like it's probably very hard to live with someone like that, where they're a completely two-faced, they treat you one way in person, and then say all these terrible, nasty things behind your back to their friends or their sister. It sounds like he really does love her, but she doesn't love him, in all honesty. And it sucks that there's a kid between them, because this kid is going to be learning the hard way that mom and dad aren't quite as happy as he maybe thought. I think it sounds like they both need to go back to couples counseling and try and tackle these issues head on, especially if they want to try and make this work. I don't think you're going to get to the bottom of this until you have someone who can mediate and help you work through your issues. There's also another risky option of the husband approaching his wife and saying, hey, I know you're saying these terrible things about me behind my back and it really makes me feel terrible and I don't appreciate it. I don't know how that one would go. Probably not well, but in my opinion, it just doesn't seem like a good idea to keep this stuff bottled up. Overall, this is kind of a terrible situation to be in and I hope you get it worked out. Today, I messed up by having a cat girl picture in my presentation as a PhD student. So yeah, I am a PhD student and had to give several presentations this week. The last one was today. The text was already written. I just needed to add some generic images to keep my listeners from falling asleep by a wall of text. I had a picture for nearly every page except for two pages, which I didn't mind. I told my office buddy that I will maybe add a picture later, but needed to get to the lab for a moment. As I came back, he told me he added a picture for me. I did not lock my PC, so it was possible, but I thought it was just a joke since we joke a lot. So I had only five minutes before I needed to join the seminar in Zoom. So I sat down, took a last look at my notes, and then logged into the seminar. Everything was fine. Then I started my presentation. The first half went really well. I was able to speak clearly and was confident in what I was saying. As you can guess, I then reached a certain slide. This slide contained information about some codes and some predictive information that we needed for the presentation. And then there was the picture. Not at all related to the presentation or the specific codes that we needed. Not at all related to science at all. That is, unless Elon Musk is telling the truth and is really working on genetically modified cat girls, but I doubt that. As I saw the picture, I was absolutely speechless. I was unprepared for the possibility that my friend really added a picture of a cat girl into my presentation. From then on, I was kind of lost. I quickly presented all information and went on to the next slide as quick as possible. But my focus was gone. My ability to speak was gone. I was stuttering my way through the rest of the presentation, already mentally preparing for the aftermath of all of this. As I quickly finished and thanked everyone for their attention, there was absolute silence. A quiet, uncomfortable silence. After a few moments, which felt like an eternity, the professor spoke up and thanked me for my presentation, not mentioning the cat girl at all. The discussion was short and not a word was lost over the codes or the specific things that I went about talking about in my slides. And I was thankfully not asked to go back to a certain slide for clarification, which is nice because other people before me had to do that. After the seminar was over, I waited for an angry email or anything saying that I had failed the seminar and needed to do another presentation. But there was nothing yet. As I confronted my office buddy about the picture, he just laughed. He had told me that he added a picture. I saw him looking at my presentation as I left for the lab, but didn't think he really changed anything. At least it wasn't a not-safe-for-work cat girl. She was clothed after all, but still, it didn't belong anywhere near my presentation. That is absolutely the funniest thing on planet Earth. If I was the friend, I would absolutely have done the same thing. Hopefully the person in this story is on good terms with their buddy. Otherwise, this could have been like friendship ruiner. This could have completely derailed any kind of relationship they have together entirely and completely. I mean, let's imagine the worst case scenario here. This cat girl picture could have possibly cost him his grade and really put him behind on his PhD studies. This could have been really bad. Thankfully, it seems like nobody noticed or if they did, 
did, they were probably way too embarrassed to say anything about it. Or they thought it was hilarious and he got good grades because of it. Either way, this is just really funny and I kind of love how this turned out. Today I messed up by caving to a needy classmate. I had a classmate who wasn't doing well in one of the introductory courses that we were taking. It was incredibly easy, as it was designed to be. However, there was one classmate of mine who I didn't know if he was just simply lazy or if he really didn't get the material, but he was completely lost. He eventually turned to me, asking me to help him out, and this was a complete mess up on my part. I thought I would be kind and benevolent, so I caved. Initially, it was a question here or there. Then it turns out he claimed to understand none of the material, and everything on the assignment stumped him. I'm a patient guy, so I helped him out, but what I didn't realize was how far he was willing to go in order to take advantage of me. One thing led to another, and I went down the slippery slope and did it all. In fact, he went through the whole course with zero effort and was simply dead weight for me. This, in turn, led to a lot of stress because I was doing two people's work for the price of one. Meanwhile, he got a free ride. By the time I realized what was happening, I was too fearful to admit I I've made a big mistake and that I'm an idiot. Since the intro course has two parts, the second one was much more difficult than the first. So to try to remedy the situation, I decided to start ghosting him. He was freaking out because he was a complete mess, but I resisted the temptation. Then I thought to myself that I couldn't stop there. That fear turned into anger for everything he did to me. So I turned him into my professor, who became very concerned and very serious. He did miserably on the second part of the course and was destined to fail. But I don't think much else was done, so I decided I could do better than that. The classmate said he was thinking of transferring to a university closer to his hometown if he wasn't doing so well. So I found that university and called the admissions office. I told them everything. They said they gathered a lot of notes from our discussion and that they would definitely look into it and that they take these issues very seriously. As a result, I think he's unlikely to get into that university if his life depended on it. In all honesty, sometimes you can't help someone if they can't help themselves. The fact that this guy was trying to get a free ride from this other student and basically stressing them out and making them do more work than they needed to was completely uncalled for. I personally would not have gone to the links that this person has gone to in order to stop them from not only transferring universities, but also basically trying to like move on with their life. But I definitely would have turned them into the professor and told them exactly what's going on. So kudos for them for standing up for themselves and teaching a lazy kid a very valuable lesson. I lost a 100 year old family heirloom someone gave to me that was very dear to me and I feel like a complete idiot. I just realized that this happened. My grandfather passed away when I was quite young. My grandfather and I were quite close. He was just the best, you know? My dad had never been the best growing up, but having an amazing grandfather made up for it. One of the few things left to me was a simple gold chain with a crucifix. I am by no means religious, but it holds a different kind of spiritual sentiment to me. I never took this necklace off. Only when I had to, like for medical procedures, like scans, or for open water swimming, stuff like that. When I do, it is stored in a very specific part of my bag that is very secure, or so I thought. On Tuesday, I was beginning my usual routine in the morning by starting off my day by swimming. I stripped down and placed my necklace in the bag, along with the rest of my possessions. After my laps were completed, I got changed like normal. For some reason, I didn't put my necklace on straight away. Normally, it was the first thing done when exiting the pool. However, I was running late for a meeting with a client, so I got caught in the moment. Fast forward to today. I just 
just realized I still hadn't put it back on. I went into my swimming bag to check for it, only to find that it wasn't there, and the zip for the pocket it was in wasn't done all the way up. The only explanation that comes to mind is that it fell out as I was getting changed. Frantically, I retraced my steps. I tore my house apart, and it is nowhere to be seen. I have worn this necklace for the last 20 years. It is as much a part of me as my hands are. I feel so stupid. This necklace was passed down to my grandfather by my father, and it is at least 100 years old, and now it is gone. My plan was to pass it down to one of my nephews, as I can't have kids of my own. It is currently 2 in the morning, and I am still searching my house. I have emailed the pool and put up a post on my local lost and found group. The swimming pool I go to is attached to the school, which means a student could have picked it up. I just hope it turns up. I'm not sure what I will do without it. Accidents like this happen all the time, so I really wouldn't beat yourself up over this. I've lost things that are valuable to me as well as family members, and it is devastating, and I know exactly where you're coming from. You hold something like this, it's such a high value, and it means so much to you. In all honesty, I hope you find it. I hope somebody comes in and says, hey, I found your necklace, and you're able to be reunited with something that means so much to you. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.